the psalmist said it's something like this when I'm overwhelmed when I my soul lead me to the rock that's higher than I the psalmist said in Psalm 34 I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth my soul shall make her boast in the Lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. That's what we've been doing, amen. We've just sort of carved off a little area over here on the side of the road and just sort of determined in our hearts we're just going to magnify the Lord, amen. Brother Rochester, you're traveling all over, but aren't you glad? Praise God, you can pull in and pull up to the master's table and get something fresh from him, amen. Well, I'm telling you what, I have been thoroughly, I mean, I'm talking about thoroughly blessed tonight. I mean, if if I had a, such a thing as a blesser, it would be full. And it's all because of him, Amen. I glorify him tonight. I give him glory because he's worthy. It's not me. I, I promise you. I, I love you, church, and I thank God for your pastor. And I, but he'd be the first to tell you. Uh, he, he, he's not showing up because of how good we are. He's just showing up because of how good he is. Amen. And, Lord, I, I just want to say this in front of everybody. Lord, I love you. Boy, he's been good to me. I mean, I'm telling you, there's always another level. When you think you can't go any higher, thank God there's higher ground yet. Amen? Glory to God. I just love him tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. You know how you know a man is intoxicated a lot of times? He just loves everybody, don't he? Oh, yeah. Hey, don't get mad at me. That's what Paul said, amen. He said, listen, he said, hey, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. When you get full of Him, you'll find yourself loving on Him. And I just prayed over there just a moment ago, Holy Ghost, help me love Jesus tonight. Help me just love on Jesus tonight. Holy Ghost, help me get that that He has for me. Now, I want to be a blessing, amen. I'm telling you, God, God has absolutely done something for me tonight. I love Calvary Baptist Church. Now, there's no need for me to run all these commercials, but I just feel like I need to say a few things here at the very beginning. You're in Mark chapter 4, by the way. Mark chapter 4, and I, like so many preachers, we certainly want to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. And I do. I want to be sensitive to the Lord. I've so looked forward to this. Your pastor, preacher Pope, has... He said it, but it's the, just an absolute, it's the absolute, as they say around here, the dying truth. Your pastor is one of the, I, I miss, he's one of God's choice servants. I don't have to tell you that. I hope you know what you've got here. I said, I hope you know what you've got here. You have an absolute gentleman for a pastor. A man that has a heart for God, loves God, loves God. Loves you. Calvary is in his heart, and I thank God for it. I appreciate that. I appreciate him. It was last year. It was last year, I believe, when your, when your pastor had me uh, uh, to, to look on the calendar. He asked me, I think it was about December, preacher, when we started. You were putting together all the calendar and things like that. And He said, do you think? I was thinking, well, maybe he's going to book me for maybe January or February. That's the way us, most, most of us fly by the seat of our pants preachers are, amen. And uh, Preacher Pope said, could you, could you come look at your calendar and see if you could preach? Now, this is December of last year. He said, could you look and see if you could come preach for me in October? I, thought, I said, I think I got that open, amen. I'm pretty positive. And I'm not making light of that. I appreciate that. I mean, you put together a calendar for a church, you want to make sure that, you know, everybody has that in hand, be ready to go, and I appreciate that. But I, little did I know, preacher, little did I know, 
that I'd be here on October the 28th in the situation that I'm in in my life. And I want to say a word tonight for those that's come over that I had the opportunity to pastor at Sweet Home Baptist Church. I just want you to know how much I love you and how dear you are to my heart. I appreciate you so much. You don't ever know what it means to my heart for you to be here tonight. Count you dear friends in the Lord. And the, the mark that you have made on my life uh, means so much to me. And uh, those days that we've had together, uh, there's nothing. Time will not erase that. We have seen God do great and mighty and wonderful and miraculous and supernatural things uh, in our time together. I believe you'd agree with that. And uh, it's just amazing what the Lord's done. But here we are tonight. Never, never saw this coming. Didn't have any idea, but the Lord did. And uh, it's good to be with you, Calvary. It's good to be with you tonight. And it's good to have my friends from Sweet Home here. And then I will say this tonight. It's good to have my good friend Alex Branch in, in the service tonight. He and I, the Lord let us, we grew up together and uh, in Coolamy, around Coolamy, and, and went to Coolamy Elementary. Most of the time, Alex, if I'm off preaching somewhere, I'll say, now I'm from Coolamy. How many knows where that's at? And about, listen, very seldom, very seldom. Now, I was at Brother Hensley's church this morning. Brother Harry Hensley's church over in Spencer. And I said something about Coolamy. And an older lady came up to me after the service and said, I'm from Coolamy. And she said, I lived on Duke Street. I said, well, I lived on Duke Street. Uh, you know, I said, no, what's your name? And uh, she started telling me. Of course, I didn't know who she was. And she didn't know who I was. And that's, she knew who my, my family was. And I told her I was connected with the Blaylocks and the Walls. She absolutely knew who they were. And I not need to get into all that. But uh, I ain't so sure, Alex. She didn't say, uh, yeah, I think your grandpa cut one of my... But anyhow, I don't know that. But the Lord let me and Alex uh, get, get sort of connected again after a long time. And uh, boy, I sure have enjoyed. Uh, he and I have been able to spend a little time together, talk on the phone. And that's been an absolute... It's been an encouragement in my heart. I want you to know that. I will tell you that in, in public because it's the truth. And I want you to know I love you. And I appreciate you being here in our service tonight. He and his little boy are here. I believe it's Colton. Ain't that right? What's that? Braden. Hey, Braden. Good to have you in the service tonight. And uh, if anybody's here, Colton, good to see y'all too. <laughs> Mark chapter number four. And, and let me say this. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. And I know all that's important. And I'm certainly not trying to agree, but I want to mind the Lord. And I want to say thank God for my wife. I thank God for my wife. And it's good to have my children. They're scattered here and there and everywhere. But uh, it's good to have them. And I appreciate my wife. Uh, she has absolutely, this is the truth, she's absolutely put up with me for twenty over 25 years. And uh, you don't know me like I do, and you don't know me like she does. But my children know me. And if they were the kind that would do so, they'd say amen tonight. Amen. Uh, but she has followed us. Uh, wherever soever we felt like the Lord wanted us to go and uh, here we are again in a transitional period of our lives sounds like we're getting ready to preach from the book of Acts amen we're in a transition in our ministry but it's an absolute joy to be serving God with you Miss Kim and I love you and uh, you know so I just want you to know that I say that publicly my children I love y'all thank you for being in our service tonight as well Mark chapter number 4 Let's stand for just a moment as we read the Word of God. We don't have to do that, but I believe it'd be all right. Amen. I want you to look at this with me tonight, and I want to try and convey this. I, I borrowed this from a good preacher friend of mine, Dr. Terry Deeps. And so I don't claim any originality for anything that I preach, but I believe this. Uh, if the Lord will help us, it'll be some things that I hope will be a help to you, as it, I believe, has been a help to me. And I want you to look with me in verse number 35. Mark chapter 4 and verse number 35. We sang about it. We've talked about it. We've mentioned it. We've been all over it tonight. Notice with me in your King James Bible now. The Bible says in verse 35, In the same day, when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. 
And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? You can be seated tonight. I'm interested where the Bible says that there grows a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship. Notice this now, underscore this, so that it was now full. I'm preaching tonight for a few moments on this simple thought, on floating while full. Floating while full. Let's pray together one more time, could we? Our Father tonight, we sure do love you. And we sure are thankful. As we've already sang, God, as I've already mentioned, my heart is overwhelmed at the goodness of God. Why in the world, Lord, would you even come by where we are? But I'm glad, God, out of all the billions of people on planet Earth, you have chosen to stop off where we are and meet with us for a little while. Now, Lord, I know who I'm preaching to. And, God, I know even myself and the preacher, his family. God, we need help tonight. I need something from the throne of God. I, I don't need just another page out of the golden nuggets. I, I don't need something that's just been warmed over. I need something fresh tonight, Lord. And so, Lord, would you help us now? Would you give us what we need? Would you fill us tonight? May we be spirit-filled as we preach, but may, Lord, likewise, these that are here be spirit-filled as they listen and respond. Do a work here tonight, and God, most of all, no doubt there's somebody here that's not saved that needs Christ. And so this evening, I pray that you'd convict them mightily in a powerful way and let them see themselves in need of thee. And may tonight be the night that they come to you and receive you as Savior. And for all you do, Lord, we'll thank you and praise you and give you glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray and ask it. Amen. And God's people said, Amen. We know the story, don't we? We've heard it many times. We've read it many times. We've heard preaching. Now, I won't say that it's because it is easy or, it, uh, or because it's just something that jumps out. But I would say tonight I believe it's because it's something that we can identify with. I believe that we are... Uh, familiar with it because it hits home with us. We read here about these disciples, these men, these you might even say say men that uh, were very, very accustomed uh, to what's going on here in this portion of Scripture. Uh, they are not, uh, listen, foreigners or alien uh, to these types of things happening. And, uh, but these men now are in a, in a place in their life that they are witnessing something maybe at a level that they've never witnessed before. They are experiencing something that they've never quite experienced. Just when you and I sometimes think that we've seen it all, that we've faced it all, that we have looked trouble in the eye and somehow, some way, though battered and marked, and scarred by the trouble, we're able to go on not, not to, to only find that many times we find that next thing, that next battle, that next trouble, that next storm to be at a level like we've never seen before. You know, I want to say to you tonight, I wish I could tell you that uh, though we are living in the last days, that, that, that though we uh, are experiencing a, a blessing around the Calvary Baptist, I wish I could tell you that everything is going to get better, that uh, the troubles are going to become more minimal and you're not going to face as, as many troubles as you have in the past, but that just wouldn't be true, would it? Amen. 
We know that the onslaught of the devil, the attack of Satan, is only growing stronger in these last few moments before Jesus comes. And may I say tonight, I want to remind you that Jesus is coming, amen. You say, well, preacher, I just sometimes wonder. Hey, friend, you wonder all you want to. Jesus is coming. You say, how do you know? Because the Bible tells me so, amen. I'm glad, thank God, one of these days the clouds are gonna roll back. Thank God there's gonna come a trumpet sound. The voice of the archangel is going to spring forth from the heavens and you and I are going to be gone, amen. Aren't you glad of that tonight? Thank God for a great uh, blessing on the, on the horizon for the child. Preacher said it right, didn't he? He said, hey, this is as bad as it's going to get. And he's absolutely right. Hallelujah. For that, these people now are uh, going along and Jesus has given them a word. He said to them in verse 35, let us pass over unto the other side. I don't believe that he is, uh, listen, just having a discussion or a conversation with these disciples. I believe he is making a declarative statement. I believe he is saying to them, we are going to the other side. And isn't that a blessing tonight? Thank God for the confirmation and the affirmation that he tells us that things are going to be all right and turn out okay for the child of God. But wait a minute. He does not tell them how they will reach the other side. He does tell them we are going to the other side, but he does not tell them what they may have to face before they get to the other side. Now we read that sometimes and we think about that sometimes and we shout and we should on the fact that he said we're going and thank God. But wait a minute. Sometimes there are some moments and distance and lengths of time pass between the time that he gives us the promise till the time he brings it to fruition. Amen. I think sometimes that's where we are. I thought about maybe how Rebecca might have feel, uh, felt when she was uh, uh, on the way back as Eliezer there, that servant, uh, takes her back to where Isaac is. Think about that some 500-mile journey that they're traveling back over to get to where Isaac is. And he has to remind her all along the journey, have you thought about our uh, this, this, uh, this one, my master. There were times along the journey that he reminded her, oh, but have you thought, have you considered my master? Have you thought about my, you say, preacher, why would you tell me? I'm telling you that tonight to remind you that though we be in a journey and though we are traveling a far distance and though there is some distance from the time that he gave us the promise, I want to remind you, thank God for services like tonight that remind us that, hey, he's our master. He, You wait till you see him. It won't be long before we lay our eyes on him, amen, uh, and all of this behind us will seem like a dream, like a fantasy, uh, like it almost didn't exist uh, when we lay our eyes on Jesus uh, for the first time. Uh, oh, like Fanny Crosby uh, said, when my eyes behold him, uh, oh, thank God for the blessed day and hour uh, we're getting ready to see Jesus, amen. But on the, on the other side, while we're traveling through, I, I just want to give you a couple things tonight to remind you of. These men are in this boat and the Bible says in verse number 37 that the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. They're full, aren't they? I thought about what our ships might be full of tonight. I thought about people I've pastored for a while. Uh, it seems like I've seen a little bit of everything and I've experienced quite a, a bit myself. And listen, do you realize tonight that our boats this evening uh, are more full than they have ever been, it seems like? The amount of problems, the amount of issues, that we deal with. I'm not talking about out yonder. I'm talking about in here. 
I'm talking about the stuff, the weight that you and I are carrying around. I know that you'd love to be able to stand up and testify tonight and say, hey, everything's perfect at the house. All the bills are paid at the house. Everybody in my family is saved and serving God and faithful to the Lord. But the chances are that that's just not the case. Many of you tonight have a child who's not in church. Somebody possibly that was raised in church and they're not in church tonight. Some of you tonight have a mom or a dad that may not be saved. Some of you can think of someone tonight that used to sit on these same chairs, used to frequent these same services, used to sing these same songs, and tonight they're not here. Hey, there's problems, are you listening? Our ships are full. There's problems, there's pressure like never before. All the pressure that we feel, you say, what is it? It's political. No, no, no. I want to say to you tonight that it is satanic oppression. That pressure that you and I feel. Paul prayed, Paul talked about how that he was pressed out of measure. The problems, the stress, the emotional and spiritual fatigue that you and I can get up under uh, to the point that it, it begins to touch you physically. Are you listening? Now, if we quit preaching tonight and closed our Bibles, that'd be a sad thing, amen. It would sound like that what's the point of even going on? But I'm glad that's not the end of the story, amen. I'm talking, hey, I know what I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about, listen, I'm living what I'm preaching. Are you listening? Amen. You say, what are you talking about? I don't have a job. Are you listening? Does anybody feel sorry for me? (laughs) These, These men, these that are in the boat, they are feeling the contrary uh, winds on their lives. The winds blowing. Put yourself in the setting. The winds blowing. The waves are high. The, The water is filling the boat. But I believe worse than that is the wonder when they ask the question, does Master, carest thou not that we perish? Some of us tonight, when we are where we feel like our our closest to the Lord, we might be a little critical of these men in this ship. Because we imagine that they've got the Lord in the boat. We say, well, he's already given them a sure word. What do they have to be afraid of? What do they have to be worried about? Why are they concerned? Why are they fearful? They're wondering at the fact of whether or not the Lord really cares about their situation. You ever felt like that? Now I'm just giving you my heart now. If this ain't what you ordered, you'll have to take it up with the Holy Ghost. I want to say to you tonight, this right here, this situation right here is where a lot of people in this service tonight are. Amen. There are times in my life, though I know the Lord has been faithful, though I know that he has met needs time and again, even today, God knows, I'm not telling you nothing but the truth, I'm telling you, God today has come through, has he not, Miss Kim? Yet we find ourselves fearing sometimes, don't we? We find ourselves wondering sometimes. We find ourselves, Alex, worrying sometimes. I'm trying to tell you tonight that there are people just like you, just like me, that were floating and were headed to the other side. 
but we are full. I'm telling you, I believe the water's up to the brink, up to the side. It could be tonight that you're here in this service and boy, you're so full and there's so many things going on and, and it's church life and it's, it's home life, it's a job. It's all kinds of stress and pressure and the devil is using every element of that to try to wreck your spiritual well-being. Amen. You know I'm right. But I'm glad, thank God, for when the Lord, amen. I'm, they did have enough good sense, didn't they, to go and try and get some help from the Lord, amen. I'm telling you, he ought not to be our last resort when the storm begins to rage in our lives. And when the waves get up and the wind begins to blow and the thunder and the lightning begin to crash and flash in our lives, he ought not to be the last resort, praise God. Hey, they did right by running to Jesus, amen. And I thought about three things tonight floating while full. Notice this this evening with me. First of all, how did they do it? How to keep going? How, how was it that they didn't jump ship? It looked like everything was lost. It looked like all hope was gone. They didn't feel like the Lord really cared about their situation, but now they're floating while full. What did they do? How did they make it? How did they keep going? How did they keep on keeping on, you might say? Number one, I want to say to you, this evening they were sustained by an unseen power. I said they sustained by an unseen power. Amen. You see, the Lord in verse number 38, the Bible says he was in the hinder part of the ship. He's asleep on the pillow. They can't see him. They don't see the evidence of his working. There's no evidence that he's getting ready to show up on the scene. He didn't send a, send a signal out to the bow of the boat and say, boys, don't worry about it. I'm on the way. That's not what happened. Amen. But see, there was an unseen power that was at work when they didn't know it. How many times, child of God, in our own lives how could we confess and testify this evening that you and I were in the midst of the darkest hours of our lives and the deepest, darkest valleys that we'd ever imagined we'd go through and when we didn't seem like he was anywhere, he was nowhere around. Aren't you glad, thank God, that he just in time showed up. Though we couldn't see him, though we couldn't feel him, though there was no evidence of him, he was on the scene, amen. You see, he's dealing with their fear in verse 37. The Bible says, and there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. He's dealing with their fear. Their fear is real. It's not imagined. This storm in their life is not something they've cooked up. It is not a figurative storm. It is a real storm. And I think we better be careful sometimes when people tell us things about what they're going through. Sometimes we can take the dismissive attitude toward people's problems. And I think sometimes we don't mean to do it. We're not being ugly. But it's very easy when we're not facing a similar problem to dismiss what it is they're going through. Hey, he's dealing with fear in their lives. I'll tell you this evening, I have to confess, there have been plenty of times when I have feared for what would happen next. I'd like to tell you I've never lost any sleep. I'd like to tell you, praise God, I could pop a baby aspirin, hallelujah, turn over, and just praise God. You know, just listen to those uh, trickling water sounds there beside the bed, those meditation waters as they trickle across the rocks, and boy, just go right to bed, but just ain't so. Are you listening? That's right. That's why they make Xanax. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You see, he's dealing with their fear. Verse 40, he's dealing with their faith. The fear that they have is real, but he also targets their faith. Look at verse 40. He said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? He's been with them. He's been working in their midst. And yet, they're finding themselves in a part in their lives where they're lacking faith. Maybe you're like that this evening. Maybe you're here in this service tonight and boy, your faith is really being tested. 
Maybe the devil's got you thinking the Lord doesn't care about you. Maybe the devil's got you thinking that what you have is really not good enough. Uh, Someone said one time, may I remind you that a faith that has not been tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. Praise God, write that down somewhere. I didn't, that's not original, but it's good, amen. I said sometimes the Lord will let you face the storms of life to see what it is, what your metal is, what you're made of, but to see, praise God, if you really are what you say you are and have what you say you have, you're not going to go through life and be unscathed by the troubles and the problems and the issues of life. I promise you that. I mean, insert example here. Here's member here. There's one here. Here's one over here that could stand and testify tonight of the trouble, the problem, the issues that they have. But thank God there's ones over here and I know there's been some that because their faith was weak and they did not make it through the storm and there's some that are not in church tonight. Thank God for ones that can stand up over here and say, yes, sir, I was diagnosed and yes, sir, there was a problem here and yes, sir, my children didn't all turn out right but I'm still in church. I'm still serving God. I'm going to go on. Thank God tonight for a faith that has been tested and can be trusted. Amen. He's dealing with their fear in verse number 37. In verse 40, he's dealing with their faith. And in verse number, uh, verse number, well, chapter number five in verses one down through eight, and I'll not read all the verses, but you know this is the portion of scripture where they land on the other side in the land of the Gadarenes And there just happens to be a man over there. The Bible says that they tried to bind. They've tried to lock down. They've tried to shackle up. But they were not able to because he was possessed. He was, uh, listen, held fast by demonic spirits. Are you listening? He is dealing with their fear. He's dealing with their faith, but he's also dealing with their future. Understand something. Yes, he's going to the other side. Yes, there is one who we refer to as the maniac of Gadara, and that's okay to do that. But may I say to you, he is teaching them a valuable lesson that God has a purpose in what it is that he allows us to go through. Many times we're not spiritual enough to see that God God is at work even in the times of trouble and in the times of trial. May I say to you tonight that many victories, great victories in your life uh, will come when you have experienced great trials uh, and great battles. Hey, uh, uh, listen, uh, harder the battle and sweeter the victory. Amen. Uh, Hey, he's dealing with their future. There's something he wants to show them. Are you listening? Aren't you glad tonight? Thank God for a, a, a listen, hey, a, a one who was sustaining them. One that was an unseen power. Though they could not see him, he was at work. Amen. Now I promise you this evening, he knows where you are. How many of you have prayed a prayer similar to this? Lord, I don't know, don't, do not know how much more I can take. Lord, I can't handle much more. Lord, I can't take much more to only find that you get up the next morning, you lace it up again, and you go again. Amen. You say, what causes me to do? How can I do that? Why is it that I feel that overwhelming feeling to keep on going? Because there's an unseen power at work in your life. There would have been a time, I promise you, before I got saved, that I'd have threw up my hands and said, what's the use? And give up and run up the white flag and just quit on God. I'm glad, thank God, there's something inside of us now, saved by the grace of God, that my friend spurs us on and keep on going. Get up, go one more mile. Aren't you glad? Thank God you don't have to quit and God can help you keep going, amen. Boy, I am. You see, they were sustained by an unseen power. How did they make it to the other side? How did they keep floating though they were full? Number two, I want to remind you, not only were they sustained by an unseen power, but they're sailing on an unchanging path. Y'all... Did y'all hear what I said? You see, they're sailing on an unchanging path. Look at verse 35. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. 
Hallelujah for that sweet promise right there, amen. You see, they are sailing on an unchanging path. This path has been charted out by the master. The captain has laid out a course for your life and for my life. Yes, there may be times of difficulty. Yes, there may be times even seemingly of distress. But thank God tonight he mapped out our path of 25 years ago for me all the way back yonder to Calvary. Thank God through the annals when there was no time. He already knew where we were. He knew when we'd come to him and he began to chart your path. It is a path though at times it may seem obscure. It may seem like we cannot see our way. We cannot find our way. The wind to be so bolsterous. The waves to be so high. My friend but thank God tonight though it be obscure. Though it be opposed thank God may I remind you it is ordained and it is orchestrated by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Hallelujah. He's got us on a path tonight. This path that he's laid out for you is a sure path this evening. Lead me in a plain path. I'm being led in a path. Thank God tonight if you're saved and you are filled with the Spirit of God, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he is ordering those steps one at a time for you and me. Those Red Sea experience, preacher, those Red Sea, that Red Sea experience was not just a, a, a happenstance sort of thing. I believe with all of my heart that miracle of God was a miracle of faith. As they stepped out, those waters would congeal on both sides. They followed God when they stepped down into the Jordan as they got ready to go into the promised land. And those waters would recede as they took steps of faith. You'll find in your your life church member you'll find that as you've learned to follow God in those simple days of your life God will give you faith to take great steps of faith as you follow him may I remind you our great steps are not great steps and great listen the things that we do in and of ourselves it is in a great God that we serve as we learn to trust him and go with God he will begin to receive the waters for you and I amen you tonight, church, we are sailing on an unchanging path. There's going to be times when it seems like we're not going to make it. There's going to be times when you feel like there is more of the boat under the water than there is on top of the water. Are you listening to me? Now, praise God, that right there is good, amen. That's better, Alan, than a dip of snuff, amen. Are you listening to me? I'm trying to tell you that you might be just like that tonight and you got more than you can handle. But thank God tonight we'll never have more than he can handle. Most of your boat may be floating under the water, but there's a God in heaven who set a chart and charted a course and we can trust him and know that he's going to bring us through. Why? Because he's God, amen. If I didn't believe that, I'd shut my Bible, go buy me a pack of Lucky Winston's uh, and praise God, listen to me, a case, a, a suitcase, a bush, bush like draft uh, and I would never go to church again. But I know that God, he can, he will, he has and he'll do it again, amen. Are you listening to me? I said he's orchestrated this thing. I can imagine now as the winds and the waves are at their height Jesus steps out on the bow of that boat. That is the front, isn't it? <coughs> Just like an orchestra leader. As he begins to raise his hands above his head. Just like that orchestra leader might look at those with their instruments. He might have just sort of you know, they're up there, they're getting ready to play and the, the music is, sounds like it's off kilter and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, and he begins to tap on, tap on the bow of that boat to get their attention. Hey, wind, hey, waves. Uh, uh, I just want you to know I'm on the scene now and you need to take notice, amen. He steps up and the winds and the waves lay down. Amen. 
If he can do that with the winds and the waves, what can he do to your life tonight? I said this path's been ordained by God. May I remind you tonight, there's no path you'll ever be on, there's no problem you'll ever face that doesn't go by the desk of God first before it gets to you. Say, how do you know, Job chapter one? The devil never touched Job until he got permission from the Lord. I don't see where it's changed in 2018. Are you listening? Praise God, is this coming through good, brother? I thought it was. I was making sure. What about you tonight? Maybe you feel like your life's out of control. You might be here tonight and you're lost and you feel like your life's out of control. You feel like nobody cares about you. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows what you're going through and the chances are it could be you're exactly right except for one thing. Uh, There's a God in heaven that knows everything about you. He knows the hair on your head or the hair that used to be on your head. He knows everything about you, amen. Are you listening, Sonny? I said he knows the hair it used to be on your head. I'm trying to tell you tonight, God knows what's going on, Rodney. He's put, he has situated us. He has put us, and that brings me to that last point. I just mentioned this. I say to you tonight, we're sailing on an unchanging course. We're sustained by an unseen power. Finally, we're situated by an ordinary person. An unordinary person. The Bible says here in our verses tonight, In verse number 41, and they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. These things that happen in our lives seem like like things that are just at random and they're things that are in the cosmic forces uh, that are just taking place and and some people feel like that karma has got a hold of their lives and and boy they're just at uh, listen at the the disposal of of cosmic forces and and they're just these things are happening in their life just here and there and everywhere but I want to tell you something tonight and I know what you mean it does seem like sometimes when it rains it pours uh, and praise God there comes a gully washer and a frog strangler and the whole nine yards I know what you're talking about but wait a minute tonight I'm glad that I know according to my Bible that he has situated me right where I am I'm not there by accident I'm there on purpose tonight he's brought me where I am in 2018 and thank God I'm glad I can trust him amen hallelujah that's right praise God I believe I'll loosen this and preach a little while are you listening I said, hey, we've been situated by an unordinary person. Hey, he's not like everybody else. He can do things that nobody else can do. You say, how you know 25 years ago I knelt in an old-fashioned altar. I'm telling you, friend, listen to me. I would have tried anything and everything, but I'm telling you the morning I got in the altar and got saved by the grace of God, he changed my life so radically around that I still ain't got over it. I'm telling you the G-forces tonight, 25 years later, still beating on me. I'm telling you this evening, God has put us where we are, amen. He is the kind of, what manner of man is this? I say to you quickly this evening, he's the kind of man that gives great hope when there's great fear. He's the kind of man that gives great power when there's great weakness. He's the kind of man that gives great peace in the time of great storms. He's the kind of man that gives great assurance when there's great doubt. He's the kind of man that gives great deliverance when there is great despair. He's the kind of man that gives great revelation when there's a time of great darkness. I'm talking, bragging about Jesus tonight. That's who I'm talking about. I'm saying Jesus can do what nobody else can do. I'm telling you, Jesus can straighten you out. I said Jesus can touch you. I said Jesus can save you. I said Jesus can get you to the other side. Amen. That's the man that I'm talking about, Jesus. If I could mess it up, I promise you tonight I'd mess it up. But I'm glad, thank God, I've got something that is Gary Blaylock proof. Amen. My wife will tell you, she's, praise God, she feels sorry for me. I'm sure probably sometimes. My kids, praise God, they think it's funny when I mess up, fall on my face. Now I'm telling you what, I'm glad God's fixed it up so that my salvation, I can't miss it. Right. What I've got tonight, 
He has so fixed that you and I don't have to worry about falling on our face and failing in it. We're going to make it. Praise God, I know I sound like Jim Baker and we're going to make it and praise God everything's going to turn out all right. But the truth's the truth. It's going to be okay. Why? Because he's the one that's in control, Alex. He's the one that's put us where we are. He's the one that's worked all this out. We're not in the ship floating to the other side just hoping that the good outweighs the bad and somehow we can somehow make it. No. He's there, man. Every step of the journey, Rodney, he is there. Even when we can't track him, thank God we can trust him because he's in control. I'm talking about floating sometimes while you're full. Maybe you're here tonight and you're right where I've been preaching this evening. And you know that, that God sent this message for you. And you know you need to find you a place in this altar and get you some help from God. Because God let me come over here, your preacher on his heart, all the way back over in December of last year. And I'm here tonight to report to you that though you may be full, there's somebody who's working on your behalf. Whatever it is you need tonight, he's got it already taken care of. Let's just come claim it in the name of Jesus. And if you're here and you're not saved, you're not here by accident, sir. Ma'am, you're not here just because... Listen to me, sweetheart. I said, God ordained that you would be here and hear the preaching of the word of God so that you could be saved. You might be listening tonight by way of internet somewhere and God lets you tune in this evening for a little while to let you know that Jesus loves you and he cares about you. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. Master, carest thou not that we perish? Why, sure I care. You know I care. You don't have to doubt that I care. How do you know that he cares? Because 25 years ago, he worked it out that I could be in that little church and hear that gospel message and be saved. He didn't have to do that. Six, seven, eight, nine billion people, ever how many they are on planet Earth. And God seemed fit to come by where I was and change my life. That's how much he cares about you tonight, friend. Don't let him pass you by. Tonight, why don't you do business with God? Let God help you. God can get that boat to the other side. Don't you fret. Don't you worry about that. He can get you to the other side. Let's stand on our feet tonight. The preacher's going to come in just a moment. Maybe the instrument players would go ahead and make their way. We'll just get ready to play some something and some number and just really soften the atmosphere a little bit. And I, I believe tonight, I, I believe I've preached what God wants us to preach now. And so I believe it's up to you to be obedient to what the Lord wants to do in your heart. I, I don't know what you're going through. I, I don't know what you're facing. But there's some of you tonight, there's a whole lot of weight in the boat. And if you're not careful, you're going to go under. But I want to remind you, he's in the boat. He's going to see you through. Don't jump ship. Don't get out. Don't give up. Because he's in control tonight. Father, whatever you see fit to do this evening, it's your business. Lord, I've just tried to be faithful in delivering what it was you put upon our heart. I certainly wanted to be sensitive. I believe this is what you wanted. And so, Lord, I pray you'll take it. Use it. Bless it. Help this church. I'm more interested, Lord, tonight in these folks getting help than any kind of recognition or applause or anything, Lord. That, that's, God, that doesn't interest us. God, I want to see you work. And God, I believe you are. Help the preacher now as he takes over and moderates the remainder of this service. Help him now, in Jesus' name. Amen, preacher. Let's bow our heads.
heads, if you will. Miss Kay, if you'll play whenever you're ready. You know what? I've got a feeling there's a lot of folk in here tonight that's got a full boat. Why don't you just right now, why don't you slip out? I know it's crowded tonight, but why don't you just slip out right now from wherever you are. Make your way down here to this altar. Just come, just come right now. Just come on. That's right. Just come on. You say, preacher, my boat's full tonight. Why don't you come on tonight and get God's, get God's help tonight? Would you do that? That's right. That's right. That's right. Folks are coming. God gave you a message tonight. Right now, you'd slip out. Just, there you go. That's right. That's right. Man, this is what revival's all about. Come on tonight. Just slip out. Come as, come as close as you can. Find a place. God, give me grace. God, give me direction. God, help me not to get Help me not to get bitter and indifferent. I don't understand what's going on in my life right now, but Lord, help me to keep a sweet spirit. It doesn't make any sense, but God, help me to keep my eyes on you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Folks are coming. How about you tonight? You say, preacher, it's, it's crowded tonight. Don't worry about the crowd. Just come on. Come on. There's something special about slipping out and making your, your way to an old-fashioned altar and just sealing a decision at an old-fashioned altar. That's right. Come on. This is what revival's all about. Would you come? Altar's filled tonight, but maybe there's others that, that ought to come tonight. Listen. If you're here this evening and you don't know that you know that you know that you're born again and on your way to heaven, why don't you come? Why don't you come right now? We'll meet you down here. If you'll come, we'll meet you. We'll take the Bible, show you how to be saved tonight. Would you come while we wait? Preacher, I need to be, I need to be saved. Come on. Come on tonight. Let this Sunday night be the night that you meet Jesus. Now, we're not going to prolong the invitation, but there's still folks in the altar, all over the altar here. You know what? It could be this. It could be that you know of somebody that you care about deeply whose boat is full tonight. Maybe you need to just slip out and, and say a prayer for them this evening. Lord, help them. Right now, things are pretty smooth for me. We're selling pretty good, but I've got... I've got a loved one that I know of that things are pretty stormy for them. Man, let's get back to using the altar again. That's right. That's right. Amen. Just mind the Lord this evening. 